It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel, and if it's the first time you are joining The Rendezvous, the accent is French. Talking of French, I want to dedicate this show to my parents because everything I know about love and relationships, it's because of them. And they've been married about 54 years. My father is 91 and my mom is actually 75. And so, you know, they listen sometimes from France. So I know they will be listening to this one. So especially for my dad, this one is for you, dad. And thanks for all the advice on romance. That's definitely from him. Uh, any questions now about love or relationships? Just call me 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me about your relationship, just dial in 855-905-8255. Irene, bonjour. Bonjour. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? Um, well, my husband has been married for three years, and we don't have that connection we used to have where we would have these deep conversations. And sometimes we'll just sit on the couch and we just don't know what to say to each other. I see. Um, how long has this been going on? I think the last two years. And then how did it fade away? Do you remember a fight? Do you remember uh, anything we could point out? to explain this fading away of connection? Well, I guess we had a job change where we had to move from one part of town to another, and I wasn't very happy about that. And I felt very isolated. I see. Um, you know him well. You know him better than me. What do you think he would say if we asked him the same question? I think he would agree that we've lost this connection of, like, dreams and hopes and We've kind of, we moved our life, we make more money, we have a bigger apartment, like all this, all that stuff's there, but the actual part of dreaming is not, isn't there, and I think he'd agree. Okay. Uh, when it comes to the romantic and the ooh have you lost also that connection? That too. That's not as passionate. It feels more like we have to do it because it's what you're supposed to do because you're married. Okay. Like a routine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's a it's a normal thing. It's an adaptation, right? The passion and the infatuation last about 18 months for all of us. And after that, it's a real relationship or marriage that starts. So don't be surprised. But you love the guy, right? Yeah, he's wonderful. Okay. So maybe uh, you can ask him, you know, questions too then. Maybe, you know, little casual questions, you know, how is your day? When you watch a show together, what do you think of this? So you make the reality, his reality, yours, and yours, his, right? Um, okay. And then sometimes, because if you're not comfortable doing the silence, it's because you guys both know something needs to be talked about and is not. It's an uh, unspoken. And I would like you to reflect on this after we hang up and wonder what did Simon meant when he said unspoken? What does it mean, my husband, we haven't said to each other? Maybe it's the I love you, maybe it's I don't love you anymore, maybe, you know, what are we doing here? Whatever that is, you need to figure it out, and he needs to do the same. Okay. Break the silence and point out to this unspoken so you can be free and enjoy again the relationship. Got it. Thank you. You're most welcome. Have a good night. Good night. Oh, you know what? I am going to go to my Instagram because I got a DM with somebody really needs my help. Somebody in a relationship is in a complicated situation. Stay with me. That's next. You're listening to The Rendezvous, and I'm Simon Marcel. You have a question for me, but you can't dial in? Don't hesitate. Send me a DM on my Instagram, at Rendezvous Radio. 
Trish, what's going on with Marilise tonight? So Marilise Instagram DM'd and said, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Marilise. My boyfriend and I have both been unhappy for a while, but we live in a house together in his name with our dog, and it's hard enough to think about breaking up, but it's even harder when that means I will have to venture out on my own and get a new living situation. I would love advice on this subject. Thank mm-hmm. you in advance. You're welcome. Thanks for the DM. All right, I'm going to answer your question. What is the best and fair way to split when you live together in your partner's house? That's coming up next. If you've been living with a partner in his house and you guys sadly can't or don't want to live together, uh, what do you do, right? And you have a dog together. That's the DM Maralise just sent me. Maralise, here's what you can do. Write down on a notebook a piece of paper on your computer all the different materialistic points that you need an answer with. Where are you going to live? Do you have money to pay the first month of rent? Can you go to a family member who's going to have the dog? Is there anything you need to take out of the home, etc.? Once you have this figured out, talk to your boyfriend, figure out a good compromise, and then you'll be ready to go. Don't rush out until there is a threat or an abuse. Take the time to leave in a fair way for both of you. That's my advice. And I've been there and done that in my life. It works well when you take your time. Good luck to you. You call the next 855-905-8255. Call me. I'm here. 855-905-8255 or in English 855-905-8255 because after all, we speak Francais and English on this show. Erika, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Erika. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you? So my boyfriend is a bartender, and there are a couple of waitresses at his job that I know, I think I know, have a crush on him. Okay. And he's a really friendly, helpful kind of guy, and he will, like, go out of his way for them. Like, if they get a flat tire, he'll go change it. One of the girls, he helped them move when they were moving out of their apartment. And I don't think he's cheating on me, but am I a crazy person for thinking, like, when you sort of come to the rescue of women, it signals to them that you might be interested in being more than friends. Mm-hmm. Do you think I'm like a crazy girlfriend? Let me ask you this before we answer that question. Okay, let's say you are on the road. Let's say you have a flat tire. And let's say that your neighbor offers kindly to help you with your flat tire. Do you think that's if you accept that or if you would think, oh, my neighbor wants to ulala with me or you will just think that's a nice guy and he's doing the right thing? I think I would think he was a nice guy. But I think the difference would be that I wouldn't call my neighbor. And that's what these girls are doing. They're calling him to their emergencies. It's not like he happens to be there. I see. But you don't suspect he's cheating on you, right? Right. Okay. The ulala and the romance, is everything okay there? Yes. Yes. The ulala is good. Okay. All right, Erika. So listen, I would not be too worried because I don't think that if he works with them and he has helped them, he's signaling that he wants to make, you know, ulala with them. I think that really what you've described is that that maybe goes a little over the top, Erika, but it's also a social nice thing to do. And so 
I think that you can tell him, you know, be careful. But if your intuition tells you that nothing is going on, then I would let it go. Because that's the way he is. Right. And one of the things I love about him. It's not a good thing to be flirting if he's at work, that I'm against. But helping, you know, a friend or somebody you work with, that's a nice thing to do. All right. All right. Thank you. You're most welcome. Thank you so much and have a good night. You too. Good night. What an interesting call. Let's talk about the difference between insecurity and jealousy. That's next. So stay with me. How would you define the difference between being insecure and being jealous, right? Because my last caller, Erica, you know, she said, Simon, you know, my boyfriend works in a bar, he's a bartender, kind of flirty guy, but doesn't do anything wrong, but I feel, you know, like he shouldn't go help the coworkers. Uh, that's too much. And then little by little, she realized, you know, that uh, maybe he was doing the right thing, that helping each other in the social settings, people we know, neighbors, people we work with, is a nice thing to do. And it doesn't mean it leads to ooh-la-la or anything romantic, which she admitted at the end. And, and I realized this, that that's the insecurity, right? That's when we all have those moments. We may all have a moment where we look at a situation so close that we don't have the distance to realize what's going on, really, insecurity. Now, there is the definition of jealousy, and I want to go there next. If you're in a relationship... Would you be able to tell when your partner is insecure versus jealous? I define jealousy as an expression of hate, an expression of possession, almost like a regression to a little boy, a little girl, you would take their toys away. That's mine. I don't want to share, right? So we all have that in us, by the way. Me, you, all of us, we have jealousy, insecurity. But insecurity for me is an expression, a sweet expression of love sometimes. Jealousy is where we have reached the next step in your anger, in your frustration, and that you think you own your partner. And in my book of love, no one owns anybody in relationships, never. You call the next 855-905-8255. Call me. If you watch a great romantic movie or have read a wonderful book, what do you do? You share it with your friends. Same thing with your love stories. Share it with me, please, and call me at 855-905-8255. Paulette, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Paulette. You have a love story you want to share with me? Yeah, you know, um, I really love listening to your romance stories on my way home from work, and uh, I just Thank thought you. I'd call and see if uh, my story might be good for your show. I'm sure it is. Thank you so much, by the way, for the kind words, and I'm all ears. Okay, so, um, you know, my boyfriend and I, we've been together now for six years, and uh, he wanted to recreate our first date for my birthday. Mm -hmm. um, so, on our first date, we'd gone down to the beach, and so he wanted to do that again, and he had us this time meet up separately, as if we'd just met for the first time, um, and, you know, he's such a gentleman that he actually called me an Uber, so that mm -hmm. oh. uh, I wouldn't have to drive down there. Um, so Very nice. that way when we met up, uh, it seemed sort of like a first date. And, uh, when I arrived, he was holding a rose. Uh, then on our first date, we'd walk down the pier. So we did that again. And, uh, the first date we'd, I'd actually bought a pair of sunglasses and mm -hmm. he remembered. So, uh, he bought me another pair of sunglasses <laughs> at the same spot and it was just, 
we actually, it was really great because it sort of made the relationship feel new, um, reminded us how attracted we were to each other when we first met. Um, oh, and then when uh, we got home at the end of the night, because we, mm-hmm. we lived together. So um, while we've been gone, he actually had a friend come to our house and hang up little pictures. He had printed out pictures of us and hung oh, them up wow. on a clothesline with uh, clothespins, and they were all over <sighs> our porch so that when oh. I came home, they were just displayed, and they were all of our just our time together in the last five years and vacations we've taken. Um, it was really sweet and really romantic. Wow. I, I give him credit. That's a true romantic you have there. I know. It's, I, honestly, he's the first person who's ever done anything remotely like that, so it really meant a lot to me. I understand. I have never heard a story like this, by the way, and I've heard a lot of wonderful love stories so far, but <laughs> the picture thing, wow, wow, wow. All right, thank you so much for sharing that. I might do that myself one day when I'm you know, in a relationship, Paulette, so I might use do your story it. and just make it mine. <laughs> you should do it. I won't tell anyone. Please don't. Thank you so much, Paulette, and have a good night. <laughs> Simon. Hey, take care, well, you too. You know what? I'm going to answer that Facebook message I just received because... Somebody needs my advice when it comes to relationships about how to behave at work. And that's coming up next. So stay with me. If you have a question, something's going on in your relationship, in your love life, and you're not sure what to do, you can't call me, just send me a message on Facebook at The Rendezvous Show. Uh, Trisha, what's going on with Eloise? All right, so Eloise says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Eloise. I work with someone I dated a year ago, and I'm still in love with him. He's the one who broke up with me because he said he needed time to himself. But at work, he openly flirts with another girl who sits near me and it makes me very upset. I don't know if I should tell him how I feel or just try to ignore it. What do you think, Simon? Mm, Eloise, that's a good question. What should you do if an ex that you're working with is flirting with other people around you? I'm going to give you my advice next. Stay with me. If you are working with an ex, but your ex flirts openly with some of your colleagues around you, and that makes you really upset, should you tell him to stop it or just ignore it? So that's the Facebook message Eloise just sent me. Eloise, there's only one attitude to have. Once you guys are broken up, ignore it, distance, distance, and distance. Because if you say to him, hey, I don't want you to like flirt with this other girl, it's not going to force him to do anything else. He's going to see that, you know, um, you're still into him. And I think you have the best hand to stay quiet, ignore the whole thing, and find yourself somebody who loves you. I know it's difficult because distance is very difficult, and I think he's being provocative. But there's nothing more you can do than just ignore it and hopefully find somebody who's going to be with you and not some flirty boy. All right, good luck to you, Eloise, and thank you for the Facebook message. You call the next, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. You have a question about your relationship? You call me. Bonjour, Samantha. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. What's going on? Hi. So, okay. So, you know, when you and your uh, your partner have a disagreement, mm-hmm. uh, but you happen to be like in a public place, um, how what's the best way to have an argument in like a restaurant or something without making other people aware that you're arguing? Is that something that just happened to you and your boyfriend? 
Yeah, kind of. We were like at a at a restaurant, and uh, we had some. It was a silly disagreement, but he was like, "I don't want to talk about this right now. There are tons of people around." And I'm like, "But you know, like you need to resolve the situation. So, what's the best way to do it?" So, okay, um, there's some people who can speak very calmly and softly, and some people just can't. If you and your boyfriend can speak softly and listen to each other, it's never a problem. But if, Samantha, that one of you is a bit louder or one of you emotionally needs kind of like to express themselves in a more loud way, then I guess there is no way to do it in public. It's all about the tone and the softness of your voice and listening to each other. Do not press to solve the problem right away. Wait to be in your car, wait to be in the street, wait to go home. There's an old saying that says you should never wash dirty laundry in public, and I believe in it. It's really anything that comes to private fights should be resolved where no one else can hear it. Or you have the maturity and the tone of voice to be able to do it softly. Gotcha. That's the timing. Where outside the table and make sure no one can hear it because it's humiliating sometimes or more upsetting if somebody listens to what you guys have to say. Mm. Okay? Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good night. Good luck to you. Thank you. Stay with me. More Rendezvous is next. Thank you for listening to The Rendezvous. Thank you very much. Merci beaucoup in French for spending your evening with me. I want to finish with this result that it was a data dump, actually, question I had on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. The question was, date or dump if your partner still share the Netflix account with their ex? 75% of you said dump. 25% of you said date. I would still date, but that would have to change pretty fast. So I would give them a chance. Maybe it was a mistake. That's my answer on that. I'll be back tomorrow night. Thank you so much. Merci beaucoup et bonne nuit. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.